Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, world. Welcome aboard, all you ground troops. Been around smartly on the planet. This is our Cosmos Radio host speaking, Teresa J. Morris, for T.J. Morris ET Radio, ACO Radio, which is American Communications Online. And on Tuesdays, we do our Allied Command Intergalactic Relations with Ken R. Johnston, Sr. of New Mexico. Ken is the uh, director of our Authors Club organization and our Science Fiction Writers Club. And he has been with this radio station since 2015 is when we started with Dr. Bruce Maccabee, Ph.D., with um, our UFO Association and our Allied Command Organization. And today, Ken and I have invited a U.S. Navy veteran, Ben Pelham of Georgia, to meet uh, our illustrious Supreme Allied Commander, Ken R. Johnston. So uh, let me get Ken's sound check going here. Ken R. Johnston of New Mexico, can you hear me now? Oh, I hear you loud and clear. Well, great. Ken R. Johnston, go ahead and introduce yourself as the author and also a veteran. I need him to know uh, what branch of service since we're doing Allied Command Intergalactic Relations. So you go ahead and introduce your branch of service and then your book. Well, I guess uh, active duty, I was with the United States Marine Corps and uh, served my full full amount of time there, uh, in which I, I went to work at NASA at the Johnson Space Center, um, well, where we were back in those days. At any rate, so I, I put in a, about almost 20 years there, but not enough to get a retirement, but that's the way it goes sometimes, you know, you're, you're busy doing what's fun, and uh, I'm still sticking around and um, meeting all kinds of people, a lot of them that I've uh, been in contact with before. Part of it, we've We'll talk a little bit about some of the books that we've written and some of the experiences we've had dealing with extraterrestrials, if somebody wants to talk about that, possibly. And uh, with that, I'm looking forward to uh, our new guest tonight. So carry on. Thank you, Ken. Excellent, yes. And uh, like you said, we'll mention the books later. But Ben Pelham uh, has uh, been a Navy veteran. I've had him on a couple of times on another show, uh, on our paranormal show, uh, and, oh, goodness, I've got this one under spirituality. I'll have to change the category, but uh, the, we haven't decided what it's going to be because this is the first time Ben Pelham of the Navy, U.S. Navy. I'm U.S. Navy, but I did work Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine joints, and I have the illustrious public relations hat of wearing the Joint Chief Command, Allied Command Intergalactic Relations, but Ken always had the badge when I worked with him at NASA, and he was, uh, let's see, I was Cosmos ambassador. He was solar ambassador, and then uh, the uh, other Navy guy was the, I forgot what ambassador, the one that that started the show was uh, Tom, oh gosh, 
I can't remember Tom's name out of Dalton, Georgia, but Richard Knight has taken his place, and I didn't ask Richard to be here because uh, Ken could co-host today. So uh, we'll uh, anyway. You heard Tom's voice out of Dalton. Uh, yes. No, Valdosta, Georgia. Excuse me. Tom's out of Valdosta. His name was uh, he was on a Navy ship. Uh, oh gosh, I'm sorry, y'all. I, I went to the doctor yesterday because I can't remember stuff. Anyway, Ben Pelham has got the best brain of the three of us old guys. If you guys know, we're doing a new Men in Black movie soon. <laughs> <laughs> so in, uh, if you've seen Matrix or Men in Black, we were the real deal, but we had uh, administrative posts in and, in and out of country, our onboard ships. Our, uh, uh, Ken was in the air, and I was in and out of country and on the ships when they came in and cleared at least through Hawaii and got to go on several naval carriers and even on a submarine, believe it or not. So uh, you had to have clearances, and I was an OPM, Office of Personnel Management, and uh, even when the people came to run the clearances, I had a higher clearance than everybody's. But we all, a lot of stuff we'll talk about, we can, we'll can we say that we can't confirm or deny that we ever knew anything <laughs> classified because <laughs> we helps. probably don't that remember. <laughs> Well, let's get started. Ben Pelham, you go ahead and introduce yourself, and we don't have your book done, so I'll just say he is in our book club, and he's agreed to help us and do a little donation monthly, but uh, Ben is going to tell us while he's waiting to get his book published, which we'll be more than happy to help him with, that he is a Navy veteran. So Ben Pelham, U.S. Navy veteran, tell people who you are. Let's get started here. Okay, uh, uh, Teresa, it's, it's really, really nice to be on with you and uh, Ken Johnston and your audience. Uh, uh, it's a real pleasure to be here to start with. Uh, I'm uh, Ben Pelham from a small town in north uh, Georgia uh, called Dalton, D-A-L-T-O-N, Georgia. And uh, some people know the place as the carpet capital of, of the world. I was raised about 13 miles to the east of there uh, in a little area of of Chatsworth, Georgia. Just a a poor kid in the country like most of us were. And uh, I worked uh, some as as a kid uh, at a skating rink as a skate boy. And uh, the story goes a lot longer than that, but uh, quite, a, quite a story there that's on my website, uh, moonshineon.com, for anybody who wants to get into my story there. But I'll skip ahead just a little. Uh, I joined the Navy in uh, 1955 first, in uh, January of 55, went to San Diego boot camp. And out of there, I'll speed ahead a little bit, uh, ended up serving on the uh, USS uh, Northampton CLC-1. It was the only cruiser ever made of its class, and it was a communications cruiser, and it was in the second fleet, the Atlantic fleet in the rough waters. We had an admiral on there, and we had a marine detachment on there and also a helicopter uh, with an elevator that went up and down, so it was, it was a very different ship. And it had the world's uh, largest uh, radar at the time called Big Maggie <laughs> and an extra deck on the ship. 
that would uh, really make that thing roll and rock up there in the waters. But um, it was an interesting tour up there. Uh, later, I went back to Dalton, uh, went to school at night uh, to get a little more education, eventually joined back into the Navy and served uh, four years on the USS Saratoga CVA-60, uh, an aircraft carrier, and uh, mostly in the Mediterranean uh, Sea area. And then uh, uh, I'll skip ahead just a little more. Uh, from there, I served in two Naval Reserve training uh, field activities, Jackson, Tennessee, Jackson, Mississippi. I was on the admiral staff later at Omaha, Nebraska. We had an admiral there that the Navy decided to put in charge of the uh, Naval Air Unit as well as the fleet sailors as well. Had about at the, When I got up there, there was about 400 training, Naval Reserve training activities under there. And so stayed there four years, and, uh, and later we transferred to New Orleans. The whole command went down, and I went with them. And I was down there about three years and retired from the Navy in uh, 1976. So that's kind of a story to that point. Uh, uh, later, after I retired and came back here, I will say that I taught banjo and guitar for a while, built some websites. Still, I still have some websites. And my latest uh, activity is in... Uh, Inter, it's in planetary research, and I've had some uh, wonderful success. The Lord has really blessed me, in the, especially uh, on Earth's moon. Uh, to date, I have found uh, nine different locations uh, up there and have images from them, some really good images uh, of these industrial complexes, and you can find them on Pelham planetaryresearch.com there's 25 or 30 really good photos on there so I would invite people to go there and, and if, if they want to contact me my email address and all of that's on there so that, that sums me up pretty well uh, Teresa uh, Ken are you still there sir I'm here just uh, waiting, up, yeah. waiting on Teresa here she is bring it on yeah, uh, thank you, Ben uh, and Ken. Ken, you're a good co-host. You caught up right there. Yeah, I was on mute. Uh, Richard Knight called me, said he was trying to reach both of you for the show, but I told him he didn't have to come on, so he's taking a break. But, Ben, I guess we're going to put you a stellar ambassador. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, do you know, since you're doing just the planet, is that stellar or interstellar that you're going to be talking about in the future? You and Ken talk about the moon and this galaxy, Milky Way. I, I cover the cosmos, universes, multiverse, metaverse, universe, omniverse, alpha, and omegaverse. But are you? Because Ken was called Solar Ambassador for NASA. But are yeah. you a stellar ambassador? Or are you like Ken? Because Ken was solar. I'm cosmos level. I, I want to be yeah. more than that, but I'm just cosmos right now, fifth level. Yeah. But I have been. Told I could go to the seventh, but because you do the moon, does that make you stellar or interstellar? I, 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 all I could call it is in our solar system, 
I've done some research on uh, about all of the planets and the moons and had the most success by far uh, on uh, on the moon and on the on Earth, uh, especially in the uh, uh, Antarctic, uh, down at Antarctica. I've got many, many good uh, and wonderful underwater images that I've been able to capture. And up there on my Pelham Planetary Research.com, but the site that I built uh, specifically for the, uh, for the under, underwater work that I was doing is called etishere.com. People can see the, the, the photos on there, lots of photos ET on there. Is here is uh, UAP and USOs, underwater submersible, right? Uh, well, it's uh, these uh, uh, facilities are complexes. I've been able to to uh, find them uh, using the uh, Google Earth Pro uh, app and. Uh, and I have to take into consideration the time of the year, time of the day, and month because of the weather down there. But uh, using my technique, I've developed, uh, I started out, uh, what got me going was Herbert Klein, uh, K-L-E-I-N. He's a wonderful researcher from the Netherlands, and uh he had found an underwater complex, beautiful one up in uh, north of Canada, and I went up there just to see if I could could see it using uh, his uh, coordinates and stuff. And so when I got in there and I used my techniques, uh, it worked, and I decided to apply the same techniques, and that's what gave me the uh, gave me the success I had uh, in the underwater complexes and the. Uh, of the nine different places I've found on Earth's moon. So I've, I've uh, been really blessed in my research. Well, I know Dr. Bruce McAbee was our Allied Command and Central Intelligence Agency trainer, our speaker, head speaker uh, for that. And he, at one time, uh, worked with us out of Washington, D.C., in uh, 87, and he moved over to Ohio, but he was working Washington, D.C. area for a while. But uh, he's gotten older, too, and we have to schedule him in advance. But I'd like both of you to talk to Dr. Bruce McAbee one day, and Jan said that'd be a great idea, his wife. And they moved from Ohio down to Nashville in their retirement years now, back around uh, Jan McAbee's family. But she ran the Mutual UFO Network and he did, and that's how they met, was through Mutual UFO Network. <laughs> so they were our, a couple of our ACO uh, account managers for some of our military and Mutual UFO Network, just uh, civilian citizens that uh, you remember. Uh, I don't know if you all remember your history with Carl and her husband back in the day, back in Wisconsin, but uh, we have all them on file with their archives. And then uh, since she was in Wisconsin and Dr. Uh, J. Allen Hynek uh, was in Chicago, uh, they sort of blended some 
uh, files. Now, Jan Aldrich uh, got some money off the government for a nonprofit, but what they did is they got a grant, and they put three of the companies together, and uh, we're working with them now to get where Ken is in Mexico. Ken, all the files, we hope, will be stored at the University of New Mexico. But that's the project for UFO Association of all the mutual UFO, QFO, central UFO, uh, us as UFO Association, Allied Command, Intergalactic Relations, ACIR, uh, UAP Associates. So we're all working together through Jan Aldrich and uh, Brian Barry Greenwood, and then we have Barry Gaunt in Kentucky for uh, MUFON, and then me here in Gulf Breeze for uh, Dan Friedman's UFO Association with me and George Filer, MUFON, KUFOs, APRO, and another one I can't remember. Oh, that's Ken's dog, everybody. Is that your dog, Ken? I'm sorry. Yes, unfortunately, Fran's trying to get him outside, so that's got it. God, I, was, I like dogs, Ken. <laughs> Just let him bark. I like dogs. Like <laughs> All right. Well, now, where do we want to go with this? Uh, ben, do you want to uh, – Ben and Ken need to get to know each other. And Ben got his book a while back, and so that's a good thing. And then uh, – he, he got my book? <laughs> Yes, he he got okay. your book. Oh boy, we, we can have fun with that one. <laughs> yeah, do you have your book around? We can start with that. But uh, I do. Ben, you have it in front of you. What's Ken's Moon? I've got it around here somewhere. See if you can find <laughs> your copy. Let's and then the other, Ken's the, Moon. yeah, the other book is oh. the regression of an Alpha whistleblower. So that now I'm looking for my third book right now inside this little room I'm in. So. We'll just we'll just take it by ear. Let's let's go for it. Okay. Okay. Ken's Moon: Revealing the Dark Mission of NASA, folks. It's an autobiography by Ken Johnston. My copy says to my dear friend Teresa J. Morris, this is just the beginning of the beginning of the ACO and me. That was January twenty fifth, twenty nineteen, and uh, we're starting over in October twenty twenty one, folks, because we had to wait for Ken's birthday. Actually, it was due to COVID twenty twenty, so we decided to put hindsight twenty twenty behind us. But twenty twenty one's been a pretty hard year, so uh, Ben agreed to come on and help us on Tuesday to start over with our veterans in our uh, UFO Association and Allied Command and also Alien Contact Org with Dr. Bruce McAbee. So we're just going to blend all these together uh, for the purposes of saving our government money for archiving purposes. Ken, and uh, I've got Ken Johnston Sr. And uh, Ken, I've got the picture I use. Uh, it says, Ken testing a spacesuit for Grumman and NASA. Now, do you remember the years, or do you have to, like most old people, have to go back and refer to the time frame? To tell well, right now, really it. Mm-hmm. right now, right now, I think I'd have to. Um, uh, I'm thumbing through right fast if I can find where you're at in these books that I've written, and uh, 
we'll just take it from there. Well, so. yeah. All right. Well, you, you want to start with the Marine Corps Color Guard it's in page. I'm starting with 116. I have it earmarked for the show. Uh, Ken graduates from Aviation Electronics School. Uh, and then uh, we'll compare where I'm a, what I want to get is a timeline where Ben Pelham was. So it says Ken graduates Aviation Electronics School, third from the left, page 117, <laughs> Naval Air Station, Memphis. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I'm right there on the front row kneeling down. You bet. I'm looking at it. Okay. All right. So now what the, uh, the hardest thing to do, folks, is to do years, especially with the old guys. When I was in a uh, uh, church meeting last night at Liberty Church where we were in a sharing circle, and I had 50 years, 67 to 2017, so I was the oldest one in the sharing circle. And uh, I couldn't remember years, so uh, I don't know how old you're. Can you give us a brief? Uh, yep, let's 19, see. 19, think, yeah, 1962, 1962. That's when I uh, right. uh, yeah, went off to Pensacola oh. and then uh, went up, uh, and then later it went into the avionics electronics school that they provided for us. And after that, um, I got picked up to become an officer and a pilot and went through office, office yeah, pilot training. Put in my time with that and uh, retired and went to work at NASA as a um, uh, spacecraft test pilot uh, tester. That was on my job. Okay. So. Now let's ask. Uh, I'm, now I'm on one page 124. It says, in my flight suit and first airplane, I. <laughs> yep. I'm looking at it. I, I, oh, soloed. <laughs> Let's see That's where Ben was when you took your first solo flight, okay? Because Ben, yeah. folks, is the se- most senior member. Uh, he uh, he took uh, uh, Grandpa Mars was 108 years, but he's passed on now. So now, Ben, the oldest in our veterans group until you get replaced by somebody that comes on the air. But... Uh, Ben, where were you that year, 1962? Oh, in 1962, I was aboard the uh, USS Saratoga, the aircraft carrier. And uh, I I stayed on that aircraft carrier for four years. And uh, I find that that Ken's background is very, very interesting. He he had to be a very smart young man to, to begin with, and he had to have a lot of go power to to get through all of the training and the things that he's done. So it's uh, I salute him in every way. Well, I, I appreciate that. You must have a copy of the book <laughs> to where you can look that stuff up, particularly the um, the certificate certificate I got from the um, – uh, U.S. You know, the, school pre-flight. Yep. I've got there a copy, go. and Ben has a copy. Uh, I don't think Ben could find it in his library because he has an extensive library. But, Ben, you weren't able to find it in such short notice, were you? Uh, It's been a a while since I've read the book. I've had it quite a while. And uh, I remember, you know, uh, several parts of it about his uh, childhood in Texas, how he was brought up and whatnot. And then, uh, of course, I read... uh, in the book where he did go into the Marines and take the training there, and then how he how he became a, an astronaut trainer, and all of that is 
Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. That's right. Very few people on earth get to do that, Ken, and that's uh, again, it's It was an it was an honor, and, and being at the right place at the right time is the only way I can, you know, uh, with, with the right experience. That's for the other thing. <laughs> it's the right place, the right time, with the right stuff. So yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so it's a miracle that you and I didn't uh, cross paths. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, we we had uh, I've I've met uh, Marines in different places, and uh, I guess so. I was at Memphis, uh, Tennessee. I heard you yep. say you you were there at Millington for a school, I believe. Uh, I was, right. Uh, that, that was my first duty assignment out of uh, boot camp, and uh, they sent me Not there. Not Millington Air Force Base, but I wasn't. Yep. Uh, that was mine too. Uh, so we're, uh, we're showing how old we are. Nineteen sixty-five. I got that in there. <laughs> there you so. go. Uh, it, I was in the commissary store and uh, worked a little in the butcher shop, and then they put me into the commissary office, and that was before I was transferred off to the uh, Northampton the uh, communications uh, cruiser that I mentioned earlier on. And that was my, that's what I got to do at, at uh, Millington. Uh, uh, I did see the jets come and go. Uh, we could hear them and see them from our barracks area there. Lots of training going on at that time. It's a heck of a program. And uh, the boys that show up for that, they have to reach deep to bring bring it out of themselves to do that. And it's uh, it's a special and wonderful thing that they're doing. And it's seem like each generation there's some more of them come along you know and they show up and that's one thing that's kept our nation going as long as it has and one of the new things though is that the people are going to be having a space experience and we'll have to chit chat with them on that about uh, where, where they've flown to and where, where where they put their feet and walk around was it on the moon was it on mars where else it's um yeah. we're, we're moving into a, a whole new era absolutely so, that's Wonderful prospect. Yep. Uh, well, I'm, anyway. eager, I'm eager to hear about all that, uh, Ken. That uh, I can't wait for us to move and and start informing the public more about what's really going on, you know, with our space force and, and all of that. Well, it's know? it's sitting right on the brink of just opening up the the treasures, uh, information, and making it available. I'm I've been staying in direct contact with people over in Roswell, and um, I've, it's, it's, it's amazing. I really, really feel comfortable with the fact that uh, extraterrestrials are, are willing to make it publicly um, aware that, you know, that they actually exist and it's going on, rather than just occasionally a little bite here and a little bite there, and people have to go, well, I don't believe this, and, you know, you don't have anything in your pockets to be able to prove that, well, you know, uh, it is real. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the more public um, appearances of extraterrestrials and uh, going public to where we can find out exactly where they're from and how we're all going to be working together and the whole thing is it's it's all coming to a head and being here in in, in uh, well wherever I'm at here Roswell <laughs> you know there's there's a lot of information available it's and it's people like yourself and um, yeah, myself and the others. We, we're trying to put it all together to where everybody can have a chance to to 
realize that we are not alone in this universe. So that's that's Absolutely. the main part right there. Absolutely. Again, that's uh, we've got some wonderful days that are about to bloom in front of us the way I see it. And I'm just glad. And they can't, uh, glad yeah, they can't say we're too old for it. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to get too old for it. Uh, you know, even Clint Eastwood said to ask him how come he was still working, Ken, and uh, and he, his answer was, "I don't let the old man in." And he, uh, <laughs> there you go. He's ninety years old and still uh, doing films. <laughs> well, so good. I, I, guess he, I guess Ken and I just we're we're not letting the old guy in, you know. <laughs> That's right. You know, that's exactly how William Shatner feels. I saw him, of course, everybody, you probably watched it too, William Shatner, the uh, captain of Wonderful. When he went up, but I heard on the interview last night that we're still interviewing him, and uh, he said that one of them said he was up there, what could he remember? It was two women interviewing him. But he said, you know, he got up there, and they were wanting to float around and stuff, and he saw the blue, and he saw the black, and he just wanted to look out the window at the difference in the something about 50 miles of the uh, film or the area that we need to study on how to talk about this, folks. So if you want to come on and help us, we'd appreciate it. But, uh, you know, he said that he did – he said the thought came to him, well, I'm 90 years old. The way I heard him say it, it was funny because he was telling him he doesn't think about, you know, like his age, but he's 90 years old up in space finally, you know. And, he's, you know, <laughs> Jeff Bezos hugged him, and he said he was wondering what he was going to be able to say when he got off and all that because he'd been through a couple. Of, he said he called them rehearsals, but what they did, apparently, they like uh, Ken was training, they they gave him a small amount of training. But, folks, that's all going to be documented now is first, like our Apollo missions to the moon, right? Now it's Jeff Bezos, Sir Richard Branson, and uh, Elon Musk that have their three civilian companies. So this is what you need to remember is back in the NASA days when only in the last, well, since I've been alive, but you guys in the last 20 years – it has to be in that time frame because when Reagan – I was in when we had space wars, and we were going up in 1985. I've got that paperwork somewhere. And we were putting up satellites and working a lot with uh, the satellite business, right? So that area and working in communica- – I worked in communications all the time. But now uh, my husband worked in weaponry, and that was different. So weapons, but they still now working in cybersecurity and satellite and how many of our countries are lying to each other about on the backside of our satellites actually have weapons. So I hope that we're going to have some of our contractors in here in Pensacola we can't confirm or deny anything classified, or, uh, but for the sake of our radio show, we can talk in generalities because I've been out of the business since I retired in 2017 with the government. So now I'm strictly a citizen like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and Sir Richard Branson. We don't work in NASA or Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard. And I guess we're going to have the Space Force between Trump and uh, the new one, uh, uh, President Joe Biden, 
uh, we're going to have Space Force under the Air Force. Now, I'm going to let you gentlemen talk about Space Force before we get into our future talking about uh, UFO secret space social media. We have a group, and we'll talk about our little groups and then get into uh, what Ben does with the South Pole. I saw uh, Dr. Greer on uh had a man on that worked at the South Pole. I don't know if any of these gentlemen saw it, but let's see. Where do you, Ben? Are you listening? What what uh, did you pick up from anything I said there? Anything you can talk about, Ben? Well, as, as far as uh, the down in the uh, Antarctica, uh, there's like I say, I've done some research down there, and of course I hear stories. That uh, the place is uh, the ice is melting and uh, about to expose a lot of things down there. I don't have any current details on it, but uh, there's also uh, stories that some of the uh, extraterrestrials that were there and some of the Mars Germans that were formerly there have uh, have, have left. Some going into uh, up around uh, maybe Chile or Argentina, and uh, I guess on out into space, out to Mars, that they were kind of being evicted. I've, I've heard talk about that. That's about all I could say about uh, Antarctica. There seems to be a lot of activity, though, on it, but uh, I don't have anything other than that. I just hear things like we all hear down there. I'm about in the same same category as he is, so um, go go ahead, Derek. Kim, have you not seen Dr. Stephen Greer's latest on Antarctica, the South Pole? No, I'm sorry, I I have not. Okay, all right. We know him him well, but uh, go ahead. Okay, well, folks, uh, Ben Pelham and Ken Johnston are going to do their best before they leave the planet, I hope, and their avatar to help me. And I want to talk more intelligently, but at the same time, uh, since we've been off for a couple of years, this is our first show, the three of us coming together as veterans. And uh, we'll have to get our names back in check with all the UFO and UAP associates that we know and some of them are writers, and some are speakers, and some work uh, with the History Channel, some work with Gaia TV, some have their own YouTube channels with a big following. And I encourage all of our friends, if you want to be a speaker or share, make you a Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. That's what I tell my talent agency people, my booking agents, to get their bands and uh, musicians with BMI, and we just had the IBMA uh, Bluegrass, International Bluegrass Music, 34th. Uh, that's my dog now. So it was yours, she, and not mine. That's my dog this time. If it's not Ken's dog, it's my dog. So yeah, mine, mine, mine is big enough. Yeah, mine, my dog is big enough to make about four of that little yapper you've got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine's an eight-pound <laughs> Shih Tzu. She's eight pounds, maybe eight and a half at the most. So, uh, but she she doesn't like it when my daughter goes out outside uh, to uh, talk to people. <laughs> but uh, she's talking to phone. Well, uh, folks, anyway, it's been in the news, and what I'll tell you is that our planet is a huge uh, – 
ball out there in space, but inside are some humongous crystals the size of two- and three-story buildings. And me being a psychic medium, even though I worked for the government, I saw these and was educated in a level like they say Ezekiel or uh, in the Bible is the way, because I don't know any other way to describe it. But there were visions in dreams I would get about things. And uh, I have a book, Life After Lives, here. So I know that I'm very interested in how the consciousness uh, works. So we're working with those stages in philosophy and in parapsychology and theology and epistemology, but we're also working in phenomenology. But science in, in soul and spirit I'm starting to see on the world science uh, YouTubes. They're making brilliant YouTubes, and uh, they all seem to be crossing over into quantum physics, which they've been doing for years. But I know various uh, people in Russia, in China, America, UK, India, we've got – uh, 27 to 29 space agencies on the planet that the various countries. Now, we have 195 countries, but only 193 with the United Nations. It's Christ Church, and I always forget the other one that's not in it. They're real tiny, and they don't have you know, much money at all to participate in the United Nations. But, uh, you know, it's like a club and you donate to the world. But we're going to do our best to sustain the planet and make sure that we're working in the next 20 years on and off planet. So what's happening, we're splintering the Internet. And while we're doing that, we are now working in, uh, like I'm a developer, but uh, I'm retired, but uh, I still work with cybersecurity, cyberspace and ways, Microsoft, Google, and then you have social media, Facebook, Yelp, uh, Pinterest, uh, Instagram, TikTok, that the kids all have their own social media. They have their publicist if they're in uh, movie land, but so many people do their own. So I'm going to start asking my veterans if they will assist us as volunteers and are not-for-profit while we write the books of our memories. So at least some of the guys uh, can tell where we've been before we're going up base. Now, we are on the planet Ken and Ben. We are now classified as dwellers. Now, the hmm. travelers are the explorers off the planet. So we are dwellers, and then there's travelers in space. And, of course, the young children are going 2035, at least signing up, uh, between the NASA groups and Mars groups for the 2035 going to Mars as the first manned. Now, uh, Ben, I don't know if you know this, but Ken was introduced and asked at least public relations to be like William Shatner going to space. But he was the oldest man and was actually – didn't you even get a badge like you did at NASA with Mars training out in California? Was it um, marine training or the Mars Society? You know what I'm talking Mar- about, Ken? Uh, just vaguely. It was the Mars Society, right. Uh, so, um, and, and I'm looking forward to uh, 
the ones that can afford to um, to put the extra seat in the wagon so I can take a flight up with them again. So that would be nice. So we'll we'll see where we're going from there. And then a lot of it has to do with – go ahead. I'm listening. Mars Society is a separate entity. That's a separate entity from us, folks, Mars Society, and it's separate from NASA. Uh, but Ken was involved in Mars Society, and then I met him uh, later in life when he became uh, – we had our first officer meetings, Ben, was 2017 at USA, which is the University of Southern Alabama. So Ken and I met to talk about NASA and uh, his life and becoming the leader director. And also, uh, who was there? I, can't, I remember uh, Dr. Bruce uh, and Doc, uh, Andrew Bisago, the lawyer that did yes. uh, Project Pegasus time time travel. And I was on that project, but I'm looking at Mars astronaut. I'm going to put those two words in Google, and it says astronaut Mars, Mars One astronaut submission. Now we have Jessica Watkins, Caleb Barron, Warren Hoberg, Raja Shari, Zena Cardman, Matthew Dominic, Francesca Rubio, Jasmine Mabelli, Johnny Kim, and folks, this may be the first time you've heard, that, but this is real, Laurel O'Hara, uh, Joshua Kutra, I can't see the last part of his name, Jenny Seide, Robert Hines, Jessica Meyer, Joseph Acaba, Anne McLean, Nicole Anupa Mann, Thomas Mashburn, Kathleen Rubens, Andrew Morgan, Victor Glover and Jenny Francois Clearboy. They've got as many women, it looks like, as they do men in the Mars One astronaut mission that Ken was at least a part or at least chosen as an ambassador because of his age. He did qualify, and he got the badge, but uh, he's. we don't know how that's all going to work out with him. The journey, like, we had William Shatner go up at 90 because there's still selection training, journey, and the life on Mars training uh, in various rounds through the future expansion of our crew. But that's real, okay? That's in real-time exposure. So uh, now let's go over to uh, Ben. Tell us about – do you have anything on Mars or just uh, the moon and then uh, – what you're discovering in uh, – I could talk about the crystals, if you want to, in the ice uh, of the South Pole. Do you have any of that data uh, uh, of water on Mars or ice crystals? I've just read that uh, reports that they are, they're finding uh, more and more water and ice, ice crystals and that there's also an ocean – uh, underneath that contains uh, huge amounts of water. I've, I've read that and seen that in different reports. As far as images up there, uh, I have images. Of some of them I've tried to take using my techniques and whatnot, but it's nothing defined like the stuff I'm finding on the moon. The uh, stuff I'm finding on the moon is clearly industrial. It's clearly defined. But uh, Mars, I've not been able to uh, 
to break in to it like I like I did the moon, and I'm still working oh. on the moon. I'm down in the uh, around the South Pole. I got a feeling I'm going to find more down there than I have already. I've found three different uh, instances of industrial complexes so far down there. And I, I look forward to maybe having some more success down there. But Mars, uh, it would be wonderful if Ken could go there, if they come up with a program that would let him go there. Because I think we're going to be going there very quickly, in my mind, just from all the stuff that I'm seeing. I absorb a lot of stuff. I do a lot of research. But I could see Ken going there, you know. That would be a wonderful, uh, wonderful thing to happen. One way yeah. ticket. Uh, that would well, be great. I, I, I would certainly not uh, say say I'm, I'm not interested. That would be kind of stupid or crazy. But no, I'm and, and they, they say, well, you're so old. I said, no, but I'm still getting around better than most most of the these young ones that <laughs> seem seem to be bouncing <laughs> off the walls. So no, that's uh, I'm I my name is in in the 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 merry-go-round wheel in the they, they yeah. go right ahead. Um, they'll find I'm ready, willing, and able, and I, I think I've got something that uh, they they can certainly use my perception based upon shoot. Because you know, people like I guess my age, dang, how how did you get to pick? I'm looking at a little note here. I have a 2021 and subtract 1942. I'm 79 years old. How'd that happen? It's it's relative, but then again, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't mean that you're ancient. Unfortunately, so often um, I'm, I'm sure that um, Richard's run across, I mean, Ben's run across the same thing, that there are people, if, if you go by their chronological age, this, they're too old to do anything. But yet, if you go by our biological age, I mean, heck, I'm still riding horses and training kids and uh, <laughs> active everywhere. So, you know, we don't have time to get old. So I'm, I'm all set and ready to roll. You guys ready to go with me? Not gonna let the old man in, I can I don't blame you. <laughs> don't let him in. That's right. That, that's right. Uh, that's kind of the way I am, and uh, I really don't think much about age. I do have, uh, you know, some problems with stamina and whatnot, but my mind is still uh, quite good, and I'm still very uh, optimistic in in uh, the, my research and stuff. So. I'm not letting the old man in either. If he gets in, he's going to have to break in. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. For all the young people that are listening to us, listening to us uh-huh. chit-chat like this, they're going to say, oh, just a bunch of old folks that don't know what they're talking about. Well, bring the young ones on. We'll be more than happy to, to have them go right <laughs> along the cell with us. And, and when they panic, they'll get us old folks to say, oh, no, calm down. We'll get there. These ETs are not the bad ones. The bad ones are on the other side of the hill. Okay, we can we can help train the young ones. I think we'll do just fine. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. We, can talk, we can talk about the SpaceX Mars transportation infrastructure and reusable launch systems that are being developed. Space flight portals and Virgin Galactic, folks, is an American space flight company founded by Sir Richard Branson and his uh, British Virgin Group, and they retain 18% of the Virgin investments, but he's all about being headquartered right now where Ken is in New Mexico. So he has a headquarters in California, USA, but right there in New Mexico, the company has developed commercials and uh, 
They provide suborbital sp- – let me try to say that – suborbital space flights to space tourists. So that's uh, very interesting because he went up, and then, of course, everybody knows Jeff Bezos of Amazon. If you don't, let me look up his company. So we, we know uh, Sir Richard Branson's Jeff Bezos now, let me look at Jeffrey Bezos' spaceship. Is That was Sir Richard Branson's, uh, Richard Branson's spaceship. Now, it says Jeffrey Bezos' in space launches um, to space about New Shepard rocket ship, but it was July 20th, it says, made a short journey to space, first crew flight of his rocket ship. He called it New Shepard. Okay, New Shepard, like Apollo, Ben and uh, uh, Ben and Ken. I was saying that earlier, uh, but the BBC is asking me if I'm 16 years or older because they don't want me to see something on the internet. I told y'all we're splintering up the internet, so that's as important as our radio show today. With the old guys, is that we're old guys, but we're willing to work with everybody in uh, Cyberspace Culture Club because American Communications Online is going to help public relations and for profit or not for profit or just our uh, entrepreneurs that want to work with us in radio or with uh, various groups uh, such as these. Now, Jeff Bezos in space, I hope you all are on top of that. Okay, now uh, what I can see here is uh, when is Jeff Bezos in spice and how is it different? But Jeff Bezos' flight, uh, the new shepherd, right? He's a billionaire. He owns Amazon. He founded his rocket company called Blue Origin. So y'all remember that. So uh, people know him, and our government is trying to separate the Internet and the uh, Amazon web services out there from Jeff Bezos. He doesn't need any more money, does he? But the company's first vehicle, New Shepard, uh, had modest ambitions like Virgin Galactic Spaceship 2, designed to take people on short suborbital trips for about four minutes to of weightlessness, okay? So unlike Spaceship Two, the new Shepard is a traditional rocket launched upward before the capsule detaches from the booster. And the booster returns to make a vertical landing like the uh, Falcon 9 rockets operated by Elon Musk. So I want you to remember that name, Elon Musk. So Ken Johnston... Ben Pelham for Allied Command, Elon Musk with the Falcon 9 rocket. You want to remember the New Shepard, right? Virgin Galactic's New Shepard, and oh, oh no, uh, Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin. But the company's first vehicle, New Shepard, has much more modest ambitions, like Virgin Galactic, Sergeant Richard Breastship, Spaceship Two. So that's a lot of. Information for y'all to remember, but it'll be right well, here recorded. Go there ahead. you go. I was going to. I was just going to say that if, if uh, you be sure and give us the uh, access to the website where you'll have all this good information available for those of us that don't remember it all at once. Okay. Well, uh, 
Yeah, it's going to be here recorded here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash TJ Mars ET Radio, and then we can embed it on all of our websites because we're a not-for-profit, and we can take these, and I give permission because I pay the bill, at least at this radio station and ACO radio, and then this one we're acquiring ACIR radio is just Ben, Ken, and me. So we'll decide where those can go, but I'll tell you, like Ken said, you know, today we're open source intelligence. So OSI and Creative Commons is – and Ben, uh, ben Pelham and I are just using open source, uh, Ken, on YouTube. And I went over and joined Ben's uh, – Ben, tell them your YouTube. It's open yeah, source it's, on – go ahead. Uh, yeah, it, uh, my YouTube is just Ben Pelham. That's B-E-N, and the last name is P as in Paul, E-L-L-O-M as in Michael. And you'll find all of my stuff on there. Uh, you'll find uh, also I'm on LinkedIn. You you can go in there and and uh, look under my posts that I've made in there, and uh, uh, you'll you'll see the, the photos of my discoveries that I'm putting on there. And uh, so it's that's it's getting out there pretty well. I've got uh, some personal stuff on my. Uh, on my YouTube uh, channel, I also have instructions, uh, specific instructions on how any individual with rudimentary computer skills uh, can uh, locate and and get their own images of uh, one of the industrial complexes on the moon. I have a little short uh, screen capture video on on the. You'll find it on on uh, YouTube on my channel, and you'll also find it on my on my Pelham Planetary Research dot com website at the bottom of the page. It gives uh, the, uh, written instructions on how to do it, and there's, then you can couple that to the little short screen capture video, and you can go there and get your own images from from one of these industrial complexes. So bound to be some people out there would like to do that, and I'm trying to be as uh, helpful as I can to get information out because uh, I want to contribute toward disclosure. Like Ken and I were talking earlier about the reality of the uh, UFOs and the extraterrestrial interactions with the people of Earth. And uh, referring back to Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and the other man, I can't remember his name right now, Dr. Sir, uh, my, pardon. Sir Richard Branson of Virgin oh, Airlines. Oh, Sir Richard Branson. Richard Branson. Yeah. yeah okay. Richard uh, Branson. Uh-huh. I was just going to say that Dr. Sala, Michael Sala, reported uh, in one of his videos, one or more of his videos, that these three men went to a meeting uh, near Jupiter. The board, I guess, uh, some kind of a starship, and they had a meeting with the Galactic uh, Federation, I guess, uh, of Worlds was there. And they, That's they, a new one for me. Uh, yeah. No, I hadn't uh, heard that. Uh, Dr. Wow. spoke about it. I mean, he, on, he's, a, he's a neighbor. He's a neighbor of mine only about five oh, miles yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, from where I live. Yeah. So i got to talk to him. It's an interesting uh, turn of events and uh 
Yeah, he talked quite a bit about it, and it's an interesting prospect. They were brought there specifically because they had the wherewithal to, to make things happen as industrialists, as manufacturers, yeah. and they were brought there. And the, uh, the, the if I'm remembering right, the Galactic uh, Federation of Worlds uh, basically said these men aren't perfect, but they're acceptable to us because uh, they do have the means. They have the means to deliver and, and the various technologies. So it's an interesting video, uh, Ken, and uh, if you've not seen it, I think you'd enjoy seeing it, you know. Yeah, I'd like to. What's what's the title? What's the title of that so I can look it up? Okay, just go to uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Michael Sala, and let's see. You can catch him on uh, LinkedIn, and uh, you can also find him on Twitter. And also, uh, he uses, uh, or a lot of his videos, I'm trying to think, I think he uses, uh, uh, it's a format, uh, in vivo or something like that besides the normal YouTube. So that I'm just going to go down and knock on his door. I'm going to go down and knock on his door. <laughs> He's only about, about five or maybe seven miles from, from my house. Wow. I've never been to his home. We, we run into each other at the coffee shop here in, in Berlin. And, and Los Lunas, but then, uh, yeah, no, it, it's things. So I guess what you've been talking about is what's really ha- taking place right now. And the people that are listening to this need to realize that it's all opening up the intergalactic communications with other extraterrestrials of intelligent beings, of which we may not be very far up the line of intelligence. There are a lot of them that are more intelligent than we are. So I'm, I'm looking forward to where we're going and, and with people like y- y- yourself. Hopefully, we're helping them make it happen and take place. So, uh, it's is we are now definitely living in interesting times, don't you think? I do. So. I do. It's, these are marvelous times, Ken, that we're in right now. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And now, TJ, you didn't drop off on us, now, did you? Oh no, I was TJ. listening like everybody else out there. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, I was. I was looking at this little little small book, when the regression of a NASA whistleblower. You know, you, you don't like being. I start. I'm not liking to be labeled a whistleblower, but yet whenever you get down to it, the ones those of us that have been at the right place at the right time with the right stuff, then it's about time that we get out and tell the world so that realize we're not just a, a bunch of wackos. We're actually people that have been there and been involved in. in and doing what needed to be done in order to, to make um, direct contact with extraterrestrials. We're not the only intelligent being. And you, if you wanted to get into it, we could get into the religious side of things. In fact, it, it, it works very fine that uh, there are other intelligent beings out in this fantastic universe. So let's just keep on working towards the good side. That, that's what I'm, I'm here for. So let's keep it on the good side. Well, I'm Anybody really else? impressed with... Uh, Ken, I'm really impressed with Amazon Music putting uh, uh, Alien Life, comma, Consciousness, comma, AI Researcher, Ben Pelham, Naval Field, and he's on Audible. And uh, I did, I'm absolutely amazed how beautiful everything looks for TJ T Radio. And it shows Ben Pelham coming on. And 
Alien Life, Computer Use, and How We Share Cyberspace Culture Consciousness. U.S. Navy veteran retired Ben Pelham will be 85 years young on April 11, 2022. And Ben Pelham is not only interested in life in the military, but the topics of alien life, consciousness, AI, UFOs, and UAPs. So we're sharing this information, folks, on research for UAP associates, alien life, consciousness, AI theory of everything, and how we share information in POD print-on-demand publishing and helping each other. And uh, it's, it's, I know it sounds funny, but I have these kids, and uh, they talk down to me, but they don't really mean to. But this 20-year-old I'm going to listen to at the dock here in Pensacola, Ken, where you went to uh, flight school, okay, right here where I live, okay, but he was telling yep. me, well, I know that it's people your age. It's probably hard for you to understand <laughs> your, uh, you know, your cell phone and how to do videos. So if you need any help, just let me know. And I was like, well, I really do. Thank you. You really know how, you really know how to, to push it hard, don't you? <laughs> no, no, but this is – y'all, this is funny, but – to, to a lot of people out there that are older, they know they're sincere and they mean it. Of course, it, you know, he didn't realize I do radio shows and punch buttons on a computer, but it doesn't matter. The fact that he was willing, you know, you old people, you know, he's 20. He wasn't born, you know, uh, when I was alive most of my life. I mean, after all, I've spent 50 years, 26, what, 67, NASA, 2017, retiring here in Pensacola to know, uh, just, you know, think about it. Dad is 40-some-odd years old. Come on, you know. Just, I'm just, I'd like TJ, I'd like both of us to say what year it was that we were born. I mean, I mean, I was born in 1942. Now, that's just a couple of years back. And I, am I the oldest one in this group right now? No, I was born 1951, but... Uh, See, you're a kid. You're a youngster. <laughs> now, Ben, born, they're telling was, me it's 70. What year were born, you born? Uh, I was born in the uh, 1937. That was a oh, you mean you're, year. You were older than I am. Uh, well, yeah, good for you. I'm a little older than you are, Ken. <laughs> Just a little bit, not much. Yeah. <laughs> not, We're not going to let the good. old man in. <laughs> the old man cannot that's come right. in. <laughs> that's right. That's oh, right. That's right. Well, how do you guys feel about the men in black? Because I told uh, Richard Dolan, uh, uh, Stan Friedman, and uh, they should all wear men in black, and they did for some pictures for me back uh we were doing marketing and promotion, uh, you know, at some of the UFO events, and then Stan had uh, spoke at some of them. I had not gone to any of them, so, but I was doing a lot of publicity for, uh, for you know, the UFO Association with Dr. Bruce McAbee. And, of course, I started with J. Allen Hynek back where y'all know me from Millington Air Force Base, right? And uh, so, uh, hello? <laughs> yeah. So I'm Dallas agreeing with you. Memphis, okay. So Dallas and Memphis, and then uh, now, folks. Jo- Dr. Joseph Allen Hynek died in 1986 after he had wanted. He uh, was on jets with me between uh, Colorado, Chicago, and Edwards Air Force Base. 
So we were making the triangle, and he did not tell me he was dying of cancer. He just asked me to please help him because I'd sent some letters to him and Dr. Leo Sprinkle, and the government had me uh, working with them due to my psychic abilities, uh, Ben and uh, Ken, because uh, they were looking into uh, parapsychological with NASA and uh, extraterrestrials and the underground bases outside of El Paso. And uh, I remember the U.S. Treasury Department. And when uh, I talked to Strom Thurmond on the telephone when he was alive, and he was wanting me to come to Washington to be a page for him and get me into politics. And I didn't want to move to Washington, D.C. at the time, but uh, that was between 67 and 2017. But Senator Strom Thurmond uh, asked me to work with uh, Philip Corso and uh, Pentagon and uh, I think it was Carl Schleicher uh, that was the smoking man at that was in X-Files. Now, Dr. Bruce, uh, no, Dr. Uh, the other PhD, what's his name? God, we got so many PhDs in our group. Not the Hawaii <laughs> PhD. Oh, my God, I'm getting so old. That's why I went to get me some memory pills. Um, what is I'm so, this is so embarrassing. I'm doing radio, and I can't remember these guys. Okay, Dr. Richard Allen Miller, Ph.D., Oregon. Okay, but he was the uh, folks, y'all can remember if you're into the Ascension Age, but now in 2022 with the 20-year-olds, we call it Ascension Age because they don't necessarily remember or were alive during the UFO Association industry, so we're uh, calling it the UAP industry, but we still honor the alien contact industry, which is relatively new, for alien life forms. It's not for us old uh, Aquarian age, uh, age of Aquarius, you know, in music, but these music people are writing new songs and wearing new UFO T-shirts, Ken and Ben, with UFOs, with cows being sucked up in them. Remember, uh, y'all, remember Laura, <laughs> y'all remember uh, Linda Moulton Howell? She was a speaker. Oh, yeah. Now, Ben, you remember Ken, don't you? Ben, did you ever hear about Linda Moulton Howell, investigative yes, I've, reporter? I've, uh, I've seen some of her videos. She's uh, she really? quite quite a bit in ufology. Yeah, she's been around. She did some of the early research on cattle mutilation, as I recall. That was a long time ago. Yeah, she did. She's been around uh, a long time, and uh, but I, I'm she's familiar a good with her. She's a good person. I've, I've met her several times. Well. Wonderful. Yeah, Ken and uh, Ken has been on the speaker circuit, folks, for years uh, in uh, the Roswell, and now the the niece of the gentleman that helped start that. And I met Glenn Dennis, and the niece asked me, and I was very honored that she asked me to be a speaker, but I couldn't make it. But I did go ahead and drive through. But she wasn't there that day, nor was her uncle. But I did meet with Sally Hester and Glenn Dennis, and uh, Stanton Friedman uh, was there doing an investigation out in the field, so they wanted me to go out in the field 
but uh, what happened is uh, Dr. Uh, oh, not here. I go Dr. Okay, that's Dr. Joseph Allen Heineck. But uh, uh, Stan Friedman uh, is Stanton T. Friedman, Terry. I was a Terry and he was a Terry. They called me Terry off base and uh, in the military I was Terry. So uh, we got along as Terry's was our code word, okay? But uh, I did their book called Roswell Connection, Ben, if you want to read it. Our uh, Ken is called Roswell Connection. Yeah, I wrote that book. And uh, it's out there, folks, uh, on Amazon. But uh, we were doing uh, true investigations for Ronald Reagan, and uh, Dr. Bruce Maccabee knew it, and so did Don Berlin, Berliner, B-E-R-L-I-N-E-R. So, Ben, we were all working with, uh, what was it, ASPRO? I can't remember, NICAP, N-I-C-A-P, NICAP in the 60s and 70s and 80s. So I first met uh, Calvin, not Calvin Parker, I've never met Calvin. Uh, what is that guy's name? Oh, Jesse Marcel. <laughs> I met the How original Jesse Marcel. How I could you forget that name? I don't know. I'm getting old. I'm going to be 70. I'm, I told you I went to the doctor to try to get me some brain pills yesterday. Uh, Jesse well, Marcel, and then I met Jesse Marcel Jr., and then he told me to remember his children, Denise and Jesse Marcel the third. And then Jesse Marcel the third worked with me years ago with the Smithsonian when they were introducing and asked me, he and I was arranging Las Vegas UFO. uh, But anyway, Mutual UFO Network had the money and the people. So they did it for us in Las Vegas. Now, I am still going to promote, you know, Las Vegas, but I didn't get to. Ken, you and I were going to try to promote uh, the Alien Highway. And uh, Ben needs to know what he's getting into because none of us can really travel much <laughs> out there where Ken is. But now the Alien Highway, right? Do y'all remember in September it happened? But I don't know if they did it this year. We were supposed to do Alien Highway uh, September with the uh, folks. We promote museums. So Alien <laughs> Don't write them down. <laughs> If you don't write them down, we forget them, unfortunately. (laughs) Well, we had a girl that helped us. Uh, Janet Lesson did the ACO event managers group for me and Ken for years. But she's tried to retire from us, and it was the ET Highway, Ken. uh, But Janet quit on us after uh, she met me and Ken in 2017, and uh, I guess we were too old for her, Ken. (laughs) <laughs> E.T. Highway, yeah. but uh, I'm her, her, no, we're still good friends. But uh, April thirteenth, uh, Ben, right? Uh, it was the E.T. Highway, a welcomed Earthlings for twenty five years, and then uh, Earthlings for twenty five years on the uh, that was April Mystery Wire. For 25 years, Earthlings have been driving along the extraterrestrial highway, one of the best-known roads. It's quarterly, a quarter century of E.T. Highway, folks, in Nevada. So the Nevada state officials wanted to generate tourism and found a buzz of the secretive 
Area 51 nearby. So they started using that because uh, it was so famous. Now, most of us in the UFO business know they moved most of that to Dugway over in Utah, like we do the NSA files, right? We're moving everything underground into Utah. So the sign and marks of the start of the ET highway, however, for museum purposes, and there's still, we have so much invested underground with the Army Corps of Engineers back to World War II, and during the Cold War, you guys were part of it, remember? But you may not know we were building all these uh yeah, the underground bases. Remember, we were in the wars with the silos and the Russians and all that. But there's Little Alien Highway Information Center in Rachel. On September 13, 2019, a joke Facebook event. You remember that's, that, that's, Rachel? I've been there. Well, I'm going I'm to say we were in that area here just a couple months ago, and I, some of the road signs uh, actually mentioned that. So, you know. Uh, Really? It makes you wonder. I'm pretty sure I'm I'm not wrong there. I looked at that and I thought, wow, they've got they've got it. Where to go? Area 51. Yeah, they mention it, and uh, they had the 25 year ET highway born uh, draws tourists around the world. Now Connie West, folks, manages the little alien, spelled little a l i t t l e, Ken and Ben, then a apostrophe l e with a big. Ale, like ale, like you drink, because it's an inn, folks. It's a really, it's a tourist spot now, but I N N. So little ale, like ale drink, in, but they made it a big L and then little e, an apostrophe I N N, a play on words for like a little alien drop in. But ale, like you drink ale, it's a bar and gift shop. So you can get yes, alcohol there. And they say they park their UFOs out there because this guy uh, – now, Ben or Ken, did, do you all know about Charles Hall? Yes. Charles no. Hall. Yeah. I've seen several videos of Charles. He's, uh, he's quite, a, quite a man, a very educated man. He uh, has some books I, out about the, the tall whites. Okay. And, uh, Tell he us had, more. He had, uh, he had interaction with the tall whites. When he was a young man, I believe in the, in the Air Force, he was uh, assigned in the mountains to, to give weather reports at the time. And uh, while he was there, he uh, he had the, uh, some tall whites. He saw a starship come in, and there was a, 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 a part of the – that's where they came to and, and offloaded Sometimes he he said that uh, they would have uh, like a, American military officers would get off there with him and uh, with uh, with the tall whites and and they would do business and whatnot. He uh, he talked a lot about that and he said that uh, that they would come down near him on his uh, place of duty. They wouldn't come straight to him or wouldn't try to make any contact with him. And he went on to say that. Even later, after they got used to him, the women would bring uh, some of their children down, and they kept their distance, but they'd come down, and he had uh, interaction with them. I remember reading about that. Yeah, he's an interesting man. He really is. He's on on LinkedIn with me, and uh, uh, he's just a very interesting man, very, very educated man, too, from what I 
what I've read about him. But anyway, yeah, uh, this, I just uh, oh, what uh, no, Janet. Uh, uh, see, I went in and out of Las Vegas. Uh, that's all we were allowed to say. We weren't allowed to say that word. Okay, <laughs> so. Uh, Back in the day, Janet Airlines, Area 51, the uh, U.S. Uh, would not support movies with the name 51 in it because it was a secret. So uh, yep. finally, uh, because we used the naval base separate from the uh, you know the dry bed where we tested UF, uh, not UFOs, air <laughs> airplanes. God, Teresa. Oh, Lord, that was a slip, folks. I apologize for that. But writers that uh, do the travelers, I was telling you all, we're dwellers and we're travelers. So you decide which one you are out here in space. Are you a dweller? Of course you are naturally on the planet. I told you we started off with these huge crystals that man our spaceship Earth. And so we are manned by us on the inner and outer. So we have underground bases all over the world, and ours were built by the Army Corps engineers during, uh, when did they have, my stepfather, my mother married a gentleman that they took uh, on a ship, I guess, because I couldn't understand they took it on a ship, uh, at least part of the way, and I didn't ever get his story before he died. But they took that uh, bomb they did over there, what, Hiroshima? Uh, didn't they yeah, drop Hiroshima. a bomb on Hiroshima? Yeah. Yes, they did. Folks, I, see, I never got that story really as a publicist, and I really can't believe it because that was in my back pocket with my mother, and I kept telling her I would come get his story as a veteran, and I just can't believe I didn't get it. My mother kept begging me to until he died, and he had all the veteran all the honors and stuff, and she married him, but they're both dead now. So, folks, we'll be dead, so we need y'all to step up to the plate, you know. So I'm going to be going out and recruiting people to our group, and I hope Ben and Ken will too, because all of us can help each other on open source information and what we're building here to work in cyberspace. We're building cyberspace culture community, and uh, we're, we've got our own little uh, paid – I paid – uh, Ken and Ben, I paid $50 because I made a 20 – I usually make our logos free, folks. That's what I do. I make banners and logos and, you know, graphic and for fun. But in my business services since 2002, as a government contractor, 124-124038 for all you military people out there, but uh, what it is is now I've changed it over to American Communication Online so we can also do audio and audible. And, Ken, you look so good with your black hat on. Have you seen how good you look on music, Amazon music? Never even so said didn't know it was there. <laughs> you're didn't know it was there. Life. And so, folks, really? we've got beautiful Amazon music. And uh, they make us look really pretty now in graphics on Audible, Amazon, and Spotify. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah. Let's take all the credit we can get for that. I, I, be sure to put down um, my, my email on this thing for Mars One Astronaut. 
all one word, Mars1Astronaut at gmail.com. And that way I won't forget it. <laughs> Unfortunately, my total my total memory is not what it used to be. Okay, I'll go that way. So yeah, just That's send me an email. Now there you go. Uh, can Ken, yes. you're the leader of our authors club and our science fiction. I paid fifty dollars for that, and you and I, because we lost that fifty dollars for six months on the meetup, because oh I put that fifty dollars in. That's okay. There's nothing we can do about it now. But Ben, Ken, and I couldn't seem to get together with Richard and Melinda to do the uh, our Gwendolyn that was over there in Georgia. It was the Georgia people that were going to help us start writing our scripts for TV and our books, right, from our autobiographies and putting together stories. And uh, I asked Ken if I could – I'll put the money up, but uh, what it was is during this last year in 2021 uh, on Meetup, I don't think it's still there, but it was our science fiction writers group to write books based on the truth of what all of us old guys have lived, but try to make the Mid-South Conference for the uh, science fiction and fantasy writers. They had me and uh, Stan be speakers on paranormal, even though – now, Ken has been a UFO speaker at Roswell, at uh, Contact in the Desert, at International UFO Congress, I believe – and uh, Ken went over to India, and he was going to go to UK with Gary Heselton. In the <laughs> you talking about when I got arrested? <laughs> I got arrested in India because they were afraid I was going to talk too much about what they were involved in. <laughs> so, I guess anyway, so. But then they, they let me go. They sent me home a long time ago. Yeah, that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. And, we, um, that, think... That's the other thing, TJ, is that um, – and, and we get um, – um, 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 yeah – I get Ben to yeah. put them up. Here's my um, yeah, the the book I think the that you the, the regression of a NASA whistleblower. I I took the uh, the chance of going in and telling a lot of things that uh, you know, if you don't get the information out there, other people don't know what is real. So we did our best. A little book called you know, the regression of a NASA whistleblower, as well as you know, Kim's moon that goes into the revealing all the dark missions of NASA that we did while we were going to the moon and. I've got pictures in there that showing the alien bases that we set up on the moon. So there's a lot of information. We're getting these a whole new generation is what it is. The young people that are having to get, and I'll say educated, to come up to speed what's already been um, uh, made public to where we're at. So we, we need to keep pushing that real hard because if we're going to make uh, direct meeting with our extraterrestrial connections, we need to be sure that we we have the information correct and that we're ready to to become intergalactic. It's time, don't you think? Well, the government's always known that. That's why they've worked with the Pentagon. But the Pentagon is who controls all. Uh, well, it used to be. I don't know if they do anymore. But government contracts out of the Pentagon, you know, for joint. I don't know what the Pentagon does anymore or the intelligence agencies. There's so many intelligence agencies now, Ken. Uh, yeah. Ben, are you staying up? Are either one of y'all staying up on intelligence anymore? Or once you get out, you don't care? Any of the uh, intelligence community or intelligence nope. agencies? I'm, nope. I'm not, not into that, uh, Teresa. I couldn't speak, speak about that. I just understand okay. that uh, a lot of things are shifting the uh as I understand it, the Space Force 
on new duties the uh, Starlink satellite system is in, and uh, from what I gather, uh, I'm hearing that uh, they're, they're finally the, some of the television people are starting to go ahead and have their emergency broadcast, uh, check out their emergency broadcast system that was required that uh, almost none of them complied with, but they're coming around now. As I understand it, the Starlink uh, satellite system is is going to cause them to reorganize or put them completely out of business because they're satellites that are carrying the uh, mainstream media uh, TV is going to be affected. I'm hearing that. So we got lots of changes happening, including at the CIA and uh, the probably the de- defense uh, section up there, department. Uh, they're just, uh, there's a lot going on in Washington right now. The, for instance, the, the Capitol building's not been occupied for good gracious since last January and uh, there's a lot of stuff the public doesn't know and that, that uh, apparently we'll all know more about pretty soon. I hope hope that we do. There's a lot just so much going on and you're not going to get it through the uh, normal uh, mainstream media outlets. They're not talking about it. We have, we have to just get it as best we can. Yeah, we can. Well, Folks, please discern everybody. Uh, check out your facts. Uh, join that fact checkers on Facebook. Now, there's two famed bases that are redesignated, Ken and Ben, to highlight Space Force connection. And uh, this is approved by the Secretary of uh, the Air Force Public Affairs Office. And when I worked in government for Office of Personnel Management and uh, out of the uh, Naval Facility Pacific Engineering Command, the chief of uh, the space operations, uh, they wanted us to be very careful with stars and stripes and public relations work inside the country and outside the country. So that was screened, folks. Reason is... We all had military clearances, and it was on a need-to-know basis. But Ken and Ben can explain that to you during their history on the planet. The reason we had to start classifying everything was they were teaching people loose lips sink ships. Now, I want you guys to explain that to people. If y'all, do y'all know, you know confidential secret. When you basically get in, folks, it's a national agency check that we do, and we'll ask the local police, I will ask you to go and get it. When I was in Hawaii, I would tell them if they lived in Hawaii and they wanted to do a contract for us to go get your own sheriff report. I wanted their sheriff report, and I wanted their local police report. You go get that, okay? And you bring it copy to me and when I lived in Chicago when I had to go through security personnel and information security I had to go get my own to go to college there and get my certificates in business administration and personnel and information security uh, through Charlie Plain. now I don't know Ben and Ken 
when y'all were in, y'all probably didn't have to do that. But later on in the 80s, we got fancy and told people to go get their own. But now, uh, after we did uh, the what's called the entrance, ENTNAC, an entrance national agency check, okay, we run you. But now most kids know because they're going out and being told when Homeland Security came in, uh, and we did the 2001 uh, Space Odyssey. No, we had 9-11, okay? Uh, 9-11. What year was that, Ben and Ken? September 11th. What year was that? I believe it was 2001. 2001, I believe it was. So it was 2001 Space Odyssey, wasn't it? It was 2001 Space Odyssey not explained uh, by home. But we started with the intelligence agencies. We went through a big change. And I remember my husband had been asked by the intelligence agencies, and he went before Congress, and he also helped. And then they asked him to help him write all of this for Homeland Security. Of course, he's dead now. That was Agent Thomas Ray Morris of the uh, Department of Defense for Ronald Reagan. United States Department of Homeland Security was coming into effect, if you want to look at it. But we three were before Homeland Security. But what you want to do is the kids know we have FBI. Matter of fact, my daughter sent me a stop today because I said I didn't do it because it was an FBI check working at a bank and handling money at a bank in Arkansas. But they do a background check on people citizens now much deeper than they used to so um, oh, and ben, homeland, homeland security you know you have to have that so when i moved from kentucky to florida back down here when my husband died uh, they told me as of 2007 was when it really became uh let me put 2007 homeland security check but the reason this is important Ken and Ben is because everything that you and I now do, even though it's open source, uh, you know, in anything to do with our UAP association and our ACIR, it says prevent and disrupt terrorist attacks. It's called the 2007 National Security, National Strategy for Homeland Security. So when I went and got my driver's license, the lady told me, well, the reason you have to have you know, all this background check again is you're moving from Kentucky to Florida, and it's required. So I had already given up my uh, hazmat because when I used to go on base uh, outside Las Vegas along that ET highway, I would have to go to the mailbox. We used the famous mailbox, Ken and Ben, to go on board those places that were not – told to talk about you know what i'm saying but it now it's more pr than it is anything because i told you they moved to utah and dugway but the national mm-hmm. strategy is that have everybody under scrutiny and we're going to face recognition now in cyberspace so we have uh it's all about preventing terrorist attacks folks so that can yeah. be a reality and Ken and Ben, you know it was due to the 2001. Y'all remember that? Even though it took yeah. about seven years. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Yep. All yeah, right. That's, so that's what brought that new law into place, and uh, that 
made uh, gave the government a huge uh, amount of power that it didn't used to have, and so we're struggling with that to some degree today. Uh, until that until that is uh, reshuffled and and made uh, a, a newer version of it needs to be made because of the invasion of so much privacy that. Uh, where we're surveilled in every way we turn today because of that act back there. Uh, right. Well, Edward play. Snowden sort of explained that we had because he took a, he went to Hawaii like I did. We both worked around the same area on Oahu, right? But uh, I wouldn't have done it the way he did it. But a lot of people are called whistleblowers, like Ken. When you've been in something and you can see things that we know are being talked about. That that you would like the public to know, but you take an oath of office, so that's still up in question. But at the same time, it was to let the public know, and they have a whistleblower enacted through Congress to protect people. So I don't know that he was ever protected or not by uh, Obama, but the president can. Uh, he was 31 years old, and he changed reality. Uh, with national – actually, I don't even know if he was – I think he was a contractor in the intelligence community, uh, but I don't know if he gets a whistleblower excuse or not. But he brought – because the NSA and the things that were happening with our algorithms to the forefront. In other words, we talk double talk about what like Ken and Ben and I are – Ken, Ben – yeah, that rhymes – Ken, Ben, and I. <laughs> Maybe we need you got to look, out, you gotta look out. Look out for that Ken, Ben, and I. <laughs> look out for that Ken, Ken Ben, and I. Yeah, Ken, Ben, and I. So uh, the three of us, we're learning how much, even though we lived it, we didn't realize how much our rights were affected, right? I mean, you guys can uh, talk about that, can't you, from the time uh, – all this Homeland Security and then controversial shutdown was five years or so later with that guy Snowden with NSA. Do y'all remember that? It was like a watchdog society. Y'all remember that? I remember it, but uh, of the specific details, I, I don't recall that much about it, except uh, I do remember him. And then uh, there's another individual from Sweden, uh, the guy with the white hair. Uh, he also uh, he also uh, released a huge amount of documents. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the what it was called, but all of them have been released. Uh, oh, what was that guy's name? He was sort of good looking, and yeah, he was. He was in a. He was in one of the embassies of one of the Central American countries uh, in uh, in England. He was there for several years, and uh, Sean Hannity went over there and, and in, interviewed him. I've seen the interview. I can't remember his name right now. I can't. But he, uh, he had uh, he had Great come reporting, on. Folks. <laughs> uh, he had come on to uh, anyway. He came on to uh, broke into government computers and had. Uh, Huge amount of uh, information that he that he got, and uh, did he call it WikiLeaks? I believe it was called WikiLeaks. Remember, yeah. I remember Ken. Do you remember WikiLeaks? Yes, yeah. I do. The people Son in the audience, uh, 
Yeah, let me put that who he was, just uh, Google Wiki, Wiki, WikiLeaks, and you'll 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 come up with him. And uh, he's uh, he's his health has apparently degenerated quite a bit uh, today. And oh, his name was Julian Julian Assange. Yeah. He was yeah. actually trying to be a whistleblower and expose stuff and had some inside uh, Army guys leaking stuff. And one of those Army guys became a girl, remember? I do. Yes, uh-huh. I remember, and I can't remember much of it, but <laughs> we, I think it was the, in the girl our you're talking, uh, The boy girl you're talking about was in uh, Afghanistan uh, for a while over there, I believe, and... Uh, Gave uh, leaked out some some classified information, as I recall, and I'm not sure what the disposition of that person is today. But I understand that the, he did become a girl. I guess that was about all I know about that. It, uh, but that they said that he did uh, leak some very sensitive information out. So we uh, well, he was being a citizen it. journalist, but he made citizen journalism mm-hmm. famous. Because Julian Assange was the one that some that army guy, girl, whatever. I'm sorry, folks. He, she, it, we, you, they, you, them. For all you people <laughs> in my society of professional journalists, I apologize to my fellow journalists. But you know, we're trying to be as fair as we can, as nonpartisan as the old guys of the Men in Black. Okay. <laughs> And we're having memories, so it's amazing we can talk at all. But the guy that remembers the most is the oldest in our group, and that's Ben Pelham, who, you know, is trying to help us remember all this stuff. That's his job now. So he's uh, taken on as a confidential uh, informant for our open source intelligence (laughs) agency. Because it's so confidential, we can't remember it. <laughs> so, I, again, we can't admit or deny to knowing anything secret or litigious or anything, okay? Because uh, we just don't truth. remember the rules. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about us yep. old guys because we can't remember anything classified, much less not classified. So this was uh, what we're talking about, folks. It's just old news, okay, from back in the day. Is the way the kids say it now, but I think it was uh, 2007 they started operating manuals for the detention facility at Guantanamo. Guantanamo, I can't even talk straight. Guantanamo Bay, United States policies. Okay, so that International Red Cross and their dogs usage and prisoners and all that got published, and then they talked about the munition list in Iraq, right? So all that was being talked about, chemical weapons and how we got over there in Afghanistan, because we've been over there for 20 years. So Ken, Ben, and I got approval to start August 19th, this not-profit, and I filed our papers as Ascension Cosmos Oracles, and we got us the President Richard, so we're just volunteers but we're offering this up. But the first guy that did what Ken, Ben, and I are doing, Wired, was Julian Assange. And he purported that WikiLeaks got started despite or in spite, maybe, of worldwide scandals. So he's saying it wasn't his fault, you know, that he was just reporting the news. He was one of the new website 
journalists that we call it. That's and we protect our leak people normally. If if you're a journalist like I am, okay, I'm an original member. Uh, although I'm senior and can't remember what I wrote yesterday, I'm a senior <laughs> member. <laughs> now you're talking my language. That's right, Society of Professional Journalists, okay? It's hilarious. I'm like an oxymoron. So Julian Assange is who Ben was calling the white-haired <laughs> white-haired guy. And so he was uh, actually a journalist like I am, and but now Ben and Ken are. Ben, Ken, and I are your old guy journalists now, but I'm actually a bona fide member. I pay $35 a year as a senior member. I pay AARP $12 a year. <laughs> but these memberships can really get up there, so we're just asking you guys for a $5, $10 donation, if you can, uh, to our TJMRCT radio so we can come back and entertain you guys. <laughs> so uh, There's a lot of, a lot of great stuff. Yeah, they, they, yeah, everybody needs to jump in, right. jump in now while they can because we're right on the edge of full disclosure. I'm, 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 yeah. I've got the feeling of that. I believe it. Well, I too, one thing I, I think we're very one, close right now. One thing I think is good about WikiLeaks is they were starting to share that there was a lot of our government in our clearance levels with OPM, Office of Personnel Management, under classified that with need to know only that were used in corporate structure in our citizen journalists in the construction of our military industrial complex, right? And so WikiLeaks was questioning everything that was intended to be Oh, new non-democratic country, open source stuff, you know, movie scripts for Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. You remember the E.T. come out at the end and start to expose you know, WikiLeaks was telling, hey, this stuff's not too far off of Wesley Snipes and all that stuff. So they were starting to show that uh, they were going to show what was really going on, but it got a little carried away with a lot of the organizations so they had WikiWeeks Watchers, WikiLeaks, uh, which Ben remembered, or otherwise we couldn't talk about it, that the white-haired guy, now we know his name was Julian Assange, that they had military documents that were exposed, but we don't know because it's up for the law of the Federation of American Scientists and talking about, well, is this legal because it was open source or was it really classified? So that's coded up. That's made some people's you know, hair bristle up in the government and in the Pentagon and even for journalists. We don't know. So there, all of a sudden, all these years, Ken, Ben, and I have seen people separating in different groups about publicity and social media and open source documents. So a lot of press groups got involved, the ACLU and uh, Justice Leagues and judges. So we don't know who's going to jail and who's not. If Julian Uh-oh. Assange is – we don't. We don't know if Julian Assange is going to be because it's a global thing tied up in the banking systems and this 2007 and Homeland Security and NSA – and who's going to control all the clearance levels now that we have Space Force? 
So uh, I know we've got a couple of Space Force bases. Uh, ben and Ken, I need y'all to help me keep up now. Even the, y'all can at least write it down, Ben. Is it Space? Is it Patrick Air Force? Uh, what are the two new Space Force? Help me because we're the veterans. We at least can talk the talk. It may not be the new twenty-year-old kids talking, walking I around don't in have uniforms. A, don't have any details on that, Teresa. I, I don't I just, either. I can't speak speak to it except in generalities, you know. Well, that's all we're just, using today. Yeah. I Do you just, think uh, we did a pretty good job today, though, Ben? Considering, is there? I mean. Ben, help us out here. Did you know who Colin Powell was? Oh, he yeah. died recently. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, he, he was a general in the in the army, and uh, he was from, I believe, Haiti. That's where he was born, and and he moved to New York City. And he was also active in the uh, in politics for a long time. And uh, in the first Gulf okay. War, I believe, 1990, he was. Uh, he was, uh, I believe he was the leading military officer, one of them. And there's a little bit of uh, ripples over his decision not to completely uh, completely mop up uh, Iraq. And then looking back on that, of course, we uh, we can all have, have a different opinion on it today. But he had a little bit of uh, pushback on that, and uh, so did uh, George Bush Sr., was also criticized for that, but he he was a general and um, I believe a four-star general, and uh, had a lot of power and authority at one time. And uh, so I understand he he uh, died of COVID. Was the report that that I saw complications? Pardon me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, they said it was complications because he was already a sick man. But yeah, he said uh, don't let it worry anybody because he cited intelligence report. He had some kind of uh, cancer or something, but oh, he told I mean, us, you know, he told us not to worry because he was he lived a good life. Now he sent my husband uh, Ben and Ken a little bit of history for you. Uh, uh, Colin Powell sent my husband after he got stabbed. Uh, and his uh, interpreter was with him, but he got stabbed. So they sent my husband, uh, was in charge of one of those, uh, you know, where they got 15 different schools out of the Army, Fort Bragg and all that, and he was working for Reagan, but he was in Desert Storm, and uh, he went over on one of the Angel of Mercy or the ships, hospital ships. We had at least two of them. And uh, uh, Colin Powell, since he worked directly for Colin Powell, my husband was – like the head enlisted that was going out in the field and crossing over into Iraq, crossing over the, you know, they didn't, uh, when Schwarzkopf got there, uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzkopf, these are people that I was involved with too, and Schwarzkopf, General Saint and uh, Crosby Saint, and then uh, they, uh, that was uh, Fort Hood folks, and Fort Hood was real important in and out of the uniform and in and out of wars, especially Desert Storm in Iraq. But he sent my husband off the ship, bandaged him up, and sent him back in the field because Tom was that needed. He was the lead and went back out in the field in those uh, desert storm where they were uh, throwing those packets on the oil fields, you know, yeah, the oil yeah. fields and all, all those oil wars, you know. 
And so uh, he was uh, he was the general uh, in charge of that war, wasn't he? As I recall, General Schwarzkopf. Yeah. Uh, Powell came in and replaced Schwarzkopf, if I remember correctly. Oh, is that the way it was? Okay. I knew Schwarzkopf was in there. That's probably the way it was. I do remember Schwarzkopf said that before he launched, when they launched. that he uh, he put on a, uh, a CD of Lee Green Greenwood uh, song, uh, and that uh, good gracious, you got to help me on this one. Uh, it's a patriotic song of <laughs> Lee Greenwood, anyway, and uh, it, it's singing about America. That's my Pardon? husband's favorite song, and we recommended it to use because. Uh, Glee oh, Greenwood. Right. That's you, we we uh, now wait. I need to know what you're saying because this is history. But uh, yeah, uh, it's in one of my uh, videos on YouTube under Psychic Channel or ACIR or ACIR Radio or ACO Club or UFO Association. I don't know. I've got too many groups, you know, sharing circles on YouTube, but. Uh, Proud to be an American, and at least I know I'm free. That way, is that what you're talking about? Yes, that's it. Uh, uh, Proud to be American. He had he had that playing very loud when when he gave the order to 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 launch the military. Oh, yeah, he told the story of it. I never saw my husband cry except one time a tear in his eye at a meeting with Mitch McConnell, Kentucky governor, and Lee Greenwood, and they were playing. Uh, we sang Proud to be an American, and I was standing next That's to my it. husband. Of course, we didn't have our uniforms on, but you know how military men will put their their cap, ball cap, trucker's cap over their heart. Absolutely. I knew yeah. it. I'm, it's called I'm Proud to be an American. That's then. it. That's it. That was playing very loudly. That's Schwarzkopf said it. He had that playing in the background when he gave the order, and away they away they went. You know, uh, I had a. By the way, uh, my sister uh, Sarah Wells was married to David Wells, an M.D. in Dalton. Uh, He had a a son that was uh, a pilot that flew. in uh, in, a, in the Iraq War, and I know he he would uh, his dad would listen in uh, to the latest news because his uh, his son was over there uh, flying missions in that in that Gulf War, and uh, I met I met him I met the young man as a matter of fact when his dad was uh, uh, pretty much on his deathbed he had, he had I believe a stroke and. Uh, but uh, I talked briefly, briefly with him, and uh, that was an interesting connection. For he was caught up in the middle of that, and uh, he went and did his service and came back and got back okay. Apparently, he's out of service now. Ken, are you moving, uh, rearranging your your office? <laughs> Ken, <laughs> oh, I leaned backwards in the chair and it made a creaking sound. I'm sorry. <laughs> You sound like you're rearranging your office. Well, uh, just oh. so Ken, Ken and Ben know, people that in uh, America, 
a lot of people don't know that's called proud to be an American, but they call it God bless the USA, okay? But it is uh, – Lee Greenwood named it uh, off the – it says from the album, you've got a good love coming, B-side, the old bed, but it was released in May 21, 1984, recorded November 1983 in the studio in Nashville, Tennessee, and the genre is called Patriotic Country, and the length is three to ten album and single versions, MCA Nashville, and uh, Lee Greenwood and Jim Crutchfield. But I worked with Viacom and uh, BMI, in Nashville, and I was a Country Music Association uh, member, and that cost us a hundred bucks a year to be in the CMA. But I was yeah. a singer-songwriter. I guess I still am. IBMA and BMI. But God bless the USA. Lee Greenwood was a 2001 re-release cover called God Bless the USA. So some people may refer to it, Ben and Ken, and all you listening audience and all our veterans. We love. The song Proud to be an American, and we also call it God Bless the USA, is a re-release single with uh, Lee Greenwood's picture on the front. Now, some guys singing a cappella sung the most – oh, my God. They sang it, Ben and Ken, uh, under out there uh, where I've been there, where the statues are. Is it Montana or Wyoming where – oh – that guy that died, Ken and Ben, what's the guy that had open source intelligence with us, that CIA agent? What was his name? I can't he, uh, you. I'm sorry. I can't either. <laughs> I don't remember. You started it. I'm I did. Let's see. What was his name? Ben Steele? Wasn't that Steele? Steele, right? He was with uh, uh, Terry Cassidy. Show, remember Ben David Steele. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar I'm with Terry Cassidy, but uh, I, I'm not sure I remember seeing anything about that. Um, no. uh, David Steele Jr. Well, he, uh, th- those men singing the "Proud to Be an American" and "God Bless the USA." Of course, y'all know that I had to recommend that. Now, when uh, President Bush came, I, I recommended a girl to sing, and she got to go, and Lisa something, I think, but she thanked me so much for recommending her through uh, IBMA in Kentucky to sing, and then I did recommend that to the parties uh, through the government. Or uh, I didn't know it was going to be President Bush. It didn't matter, but it doesn't matter because I'm bipartisan, right, because I'm a journalist. But What I'm trying to say is where they had – my sister just went out there, Brenda Thomas. Where do we have the the headstone of Lincoln? All I can think of is by motorcycle right now. (laughs) I'm not doing too many motorcycle poker runs. The the stones on the side of the mountain, what's the name of that place? That's that's up in uh, South Dakota. Mount Rushmore. Rushmore, yeah. Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore is what I'm trying to relate to. Okay, that song. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah, that came to mind when you when you first brought this up. There was uh, the same guy that did the uh, work of which was magnificent work there, and it's beyond me how in the world it, it could ever create uh, 
a likeness is like he did on such a scale. He was the same Absolutely. individual that did the uh, uh, General Lee scene there in the Atlanta area on Stone Mountain. The same guy did that work down there. Yeah. Yeah, Gutson uh, Borglum and Lincoln Borglum. Mount Rushmore National Memorial is a massive sculpture carved Mount Rushmore in the Black Hills region of South Dakota. I've been there, yeah. seen that, got that T-shirt. And under the direction of Gutson Borglum, B-O-R-G-U-L-U-M, which it sounds American, but it's probably not, his son Lincoln, the sculpture's roughly 60 feet high, granite face depicts the U.S. presidents of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Theodore Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln, and Lord knows who else it will be in the future. But who else can it possibly be up there, you know? I think but, we, uh, we could put Ken up there. It would be good with me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm not ready to check out. Where do I check out first? Then you put me up <laughs> Well, we don't. We, we can put you up there in advance, Ken. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> the Mount Rushmore <laughs> National Memorial in Oh there my go. God! You talk about beautiful. Now, folks, that's South Dakota. But let me mention here: we're almost out of time. But let's mention that Devils. Uh, y'all remember Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Let me put that in yep, there yep. because yeah, I didn't know that that was. We were celebrating that till I saw it on TV, and I went there. I had to go look at it myself. It made such an impression, Ken and Ben, that I stopped breathing in the movie, Close wow. Encounters of the Third Kind. They had to send me mm-hmm. to the hospital, give wow. me Benadryl, and I shot a Benadryl, and give me a paper bag to breathe in. At watching Close Encounters, <laughs> that was in 1977, and y'all got to remember, I had just been working on the uh, J. Allen Hynek uh, uh, Project Blue Book thing, right? But I had just been with Stanton Friedman in a Navy van going to talk with uh, 76. Me and Stanton were writing up the uh, report with J. Allen Hynek of the uh was the uh pieces in the co- coffee can buried in the backyard but see uh jay allen jay allen Hyde, uh jesse marcel would never release uh because he was scared that they'd kill him or his family because of the men in black you know yeah. uh, uh and this is a true story folks because i was an investigator one of them taken uh to uh, as a psychic to read uh, his mind, we we sort of believe in those things, thanks to uh, the Russians. <laughs> so our government was believing maybe there was some truth in that. So they picked me up in Dallas. I remember it's freezing ass cold, but they picked me up and they picked Stanton Friedman up, and we went down and talked to Jesse Marcel at midnight. <laughs> it was and the men in black were there. And I can't tell you who all the men in black is. All I can tell you is they do exist, and they do show up at night. And I was told it was usually at midnight, and that's usually when they'd come pick me up. But wow. these are real people that work for the government, yeah. And it was the UFO people, uh, you know. Uh, but 
they worked with uh, Carl Schleicher, Air Force Pentagon, and they and he was retired, NASA, Central Intelligence Agency. I don't think we had – they called them signal men, but it used to be NSA. I think before – see, we used to not touch – even admit NSA existed, right, guys? Isn't that right? Isn't that what we – we uh, <laughs> let me see when that was created. That was Harry Truman. Uh in 1952, but even though you could drive along the interstate and see it, <laughs> it wasn't hidden. <laughs> Neither was Langley, folks. It was <laughs> the buildings are right there, but it's just we were, just didn't talk about the budgets, right? Classified budgets of 10.8 billion in 2013, but that was founded in 1952. NSA. So back in the day when we started doing all this UFO stuff was in 43. Now, you were alive, Ben, right, in 43? I don't know if Ken was. Yes, I was. I was five years old in 43. I was one year old. (laughs) I was born in 42. So you two were born when we started all this. So y'all should be very close encounter related to the third kind. (laughs) There you go. There you go. (laughs) The 1977 American science fiction film that we're going to promote for Steven Spielberg, I guess my my favorite are close with Richard Dreyfuss. Now, in the ET, we've got the UAP UFO world uh, that we promote uh, movies for, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, folks. That was a 1977 American science fiction film written and directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Richard Dreyfuss, Melinda Dillon, Terry Garr, Bob Balaban, Gary Guff, Gary Guffey, and Francois Truffaut. He must have, the Frenchman must have, you know, it was about the blue collar worker in Indiana. You know, where you Michael have a copy of it. You have a copy of it right there, reading right off the label, aren't you? <laughs> Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> no, I don't have the go. book. I did in Kentucky, but I looked it up on Wikipedia so I could uh, talk about it. But now remember, Dev- what is that called? The Devil's uh, Tower, oh. right? Where yeah. The Bear yeah. Devil's Tower. But uh, let me look at that Devil's Tower. You know what I'm talking about, Ben, where they showed the UFO come over? It landed yes, I've, right, seen, right. Uh, I've seen several of the shows in that series of Heimick. Uh, my son and I, we watched quite a bit of that uh, Project uh, Blue Book. And, yeah. Uh, I don't remember right. all the details and whatnot, but I, I did see several of them. And it was, uh, well, good. It was quite did. interesting. I was looking at the uh, – one thing I found interesting was some of the uh, old cars that uh, they – brought in from uh, antique car people to, to make it look authentic. They're lighting, and yep. I found several things interesting about that because of the of, of the time period that it was in. Well, we're going to promote museums and libraries, folks, from the E.T. Highway to Devil's Tower National Monument and the Black Hills and Badlands. So they had the thing where a bear was coming up the side of it, and I remember a postcard I bought with it. But it's Devil's Tower, and if you can, check out Close Encounters of the Third Kind by Steven Spielberg. And we're going to reminisce here, and this is the old guys, but we're going to do the Men in Black stories, even because we don't know who they were. 
but so it may sound a little crazy, but you know what we can we lived and we're going to look up and be historians. So if you want to join us, we're open source and we'll come back here on Tuesdays. Ken and Ben, do y'all think y'all could try to get involved a little bit with each other, maybe, or at least as veterans, or even find out what's going on on the new space force, or you know, can you help us out here? With everything going on right now, we don't have much of a choice. We better be involved. <laughs> That's true. Well, good. It'll keep you alive, yeah. right? It'll keep you young. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I just want to be sure that um, Ben has my uh, address at marsoneastronaut at gmail.com, all spelled out, M-A-R-S-O-N-E-A-S-T-R-O-N-A-U-G-S-T, at gmail.com. Well, is, it, is it the numeral one, or is, is it spelled out uh O-N-E. All spelled out. Okay. It's yeah, all spelled out. Yeah. M-A-R-S-O-N-E, Mars One. Yeah, absolutely. I'll drop you a note sometime, Ken. And, I appreciate uh, that. You bet. And my email is, is just B as in Baker, and then the P for Pelham's, the, and then E-L-L-O-M at gmail.com. So I'd be glad to okay. hear uh, from you and, and uh, any of the audience that has any questions about my research, right. I'd be glad to try to answer uh, any right. questions they might have. We, we just right. know we've got someone else to work, work with us. That's great. It is, isn't it, Ken? So all you whippersnappers that live around me here in Pensacola, this is one of the old guys, Ken, okay, and Ben. And they've been around, okay? <laughs> you old whippersnappers. Yeah, these you little young whippersnappers I'm dealing with around here. Hey, you, you're <laughs> one of them too now. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, Lordy. I was called the young whippersnapper in my day, in my 20s and 30s. And now these 20s and 30s are treating me like, well, I guess I might as well get in a wheelchair with a cane or something. But, folks, we'll do our best to show up and just be the good guys. We're the white hats. Uh, we'll tell you about the black hats when we know they showed up. But men in black is a real deal, and so are the white hats. And I know it sounds separate, but we're bipartisan, meaning we walk both sides of the aisle in political arenas because uh, I'm a journalist with Society of Professional Journalists. My name is Teresa J. Morris, and I am your host every week on Tuesdays for ACIR Radio with Ben Pelham and Ken Johnston, the veterans, and we promote veterans. So if you know veterans out there that have a story to tell, but I did see a UFO, Ken and Ben, last night. I recorded it on my phone. I've just got wow. to get one of these young 20-year-olds to show me how to load it. That's thing. wonderful. wonderful. The same problem. <laughs> so when I find somebody that will help me figure out how to use my phone, uh, not kidding. On my, <laughs> on my new phone, I'll uh, put it on my laptop. So maybe after November 4th for the, I'll see the the UFO. But I did capture one right here in Gulf Breeze, Florida, folks. I'm not kidding. Going to a celebrate go. recovery at Liberty, Liberty Church. So y'all can join us on Monday night. It was my first uh, Teresa J. Morris Ministries support group with my two daughters, Stephanie and Angela. So uh, join me. I will be here Thursday for the Paranormal Show. If you guys have time, check in. It's 5 to 7. Now, that's your time, Ben, right? When Richard told you Thursdays? 
So yes, that Thursday, yes, uh, I'm, I'm on Eastern Standard Time here, and uh, it's one hour. Uh, you're one hour later than I am here. What's that? No, I'm earlier. Okay. You're uh, later. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, so I right, signed on. You're Eastern. <laughs> okay. You guys time your interruption just perfect for each other. <laughs> Yeah, we got it figured out. Anyway, I'm Eastern Standard Time here, uh, uh, Teresa. That's at, and you're Central, I believe. Central Daylight Time, aren't you? Yeah, that's what kept growing Tim and Richard. Yeah. I'm Central, folks, because everybody thinks because I'm in Florida, Ken and Ben, they just assume I'm Eastern. But believe it or not, the little piece of what is it called, Angie? The Panhandle. The Panhandle. Panhandle. The panhandle. Right. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm you, right in you, Mobile. In northwest. Northwest. Absolutely. They call this the, the Emerald Coast or the Golden Coast. And Gulf Breeze is across the Three Mile Bridge, and we have emerald blue, beautiful water and white sands. And tourists come and love our hotels. And we have a gay pride thing here, too, believe it or not. So we're opening and warm and welcoming to everybody, obviously, even though we're a military town. And the Navy is really big here. And we have the big Naval Highway and the Pensacola where Ben and Ken have both been. Uh, ben and Ken have been to Pensacola, know right where I live. And uh, I hope they won't forget they're being broadcast out of Gulf Breeze, Pensacola, boys, even though it's going to New York, y'all's voices have to come to me to go back up to New York into my studio. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I hope you guys. I think y'all y'all shocked probably each other. We didn't know we were, we thought we were going to talk an hour, folks. We literally made the two hour that I have a weekly uh, contract with uh, you know my company to do a two hour show, and these men didn't think either one of them could do an hour by themselves. <laughs> Congratulations. We just got started. <laughs> we just, we just got started. <laughs> yep. Well, come back next Tuesday, folks, if you want to hear these gentlemen try to give us some weekly reports. Let's see what they can scr- – y'all talk to each other. How about it? Email each yeah, other. There's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going yeah, on. Because a lot of stuff going on now. Kim, he's writing, a, he's writing his own biography to catch up to you, and then y'all both could start writing the history up to 2021 and help us get ready for our new anthology book for 2022 of the Men in Black, and we're doing UAP and the uh, new Space Force folks to help all the kids know the history of who walked their – shoes before they did but both uh ben and ken have been right here in pensacola i'm not lying i believe them when they tell me something because we're at that age where we didn't have to lie (laughs) unfortunately social media has it where you don't know what the truth is anymore we'll do our best to show back up and be open source and uh everybody in the military know we're welcoming to all uh branches and the Space Force, even though it's under Air Force, uh, you know, it, it, we don't know what else is going on. It's like the Marines is under the Navy, but they hate to be reminded of it. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> but we, uh, we make the payroll. <laughs> Love and light, Ken and Ben. Now, do y'all, y'all both repeat your 
uh, email Ken you first in case somebody okay. wants to write you. Yeah, if you want to write it down, and it's all spelled out, M-A-R-S-O-N-E, astronaut, A-S-T-R-O-N-A-U-T, all one word, at gmail.com. I'll do my best to answer them all. Okay. What about you, Ben? Okay, and mine is just B as in Baker, P as in Paul, E-L-L-O-M as in Michael, at gmail.com. And I'll be glad to try to answer all uh, all incoming queries that come in. Do my best to uh, to answer them as best I can. Been now y'all don't care what uh, will y'all handle citizens if they're not military veterans too. Y'all don't mind separating our circles. We can have sharing circles that are citizen corporation uh, contractors. I have a lot of contractors. They're citizens. They're not veterans. Is that okay? I, or y'all want to be strictly I military? I, I, I don't have any objections. I just try to help out as best I, as best I can. We're we're all citizens, of course, and uh, uh, so I'm not sure all exactly what all that in, entails. But uh, ever how we can be okay. constructive, Teresa, I'd be glad to, to help out as best I can. Okay, I'm going to put all net citizens welcome in OSI with uh, American Communications Online, folks, which is our holding company for us old guys, and uh, ACIR Radio, where you will find our new shows promoted with T.J. Marsh ET Radio, which is the one I started in 2012 just for... Uh, the Stargate to the Cosmos, and uh, that was with uh, who put up the five hundred dollars for this uh, first? Oh shoot! Don't tell me I've forgotten his name. Lord of mercy, I have. He was with the Allied Command in Europe, and uh, darn it. Well, anyway, we'll get Friday nights going again too, and maybe some people can come help us because I. Really starting to focus is just you know we got so much in our head and with this COVID nineteen epidemic over with we hope in this year because we're going to move into twenty twenty two with the future and happy and excited that we've got new stuff and we're looking to the stars in the future and uh, all of us working together in the space force as travelers are explorers we can explore right here on the planet because we're out there in space spinning around on this. Spaceship Earth. Well, come back and join Ben and Ken for a talk uh, show uh, by veterans for net citizens. How's that? Open source. We will have Cyberspace Culture Club right here with Ben Pelham and Ken, and we have ACO Club and ACR Radio. Thank you, gentlemen. We will appear if you guys can make it. If you can't, don't worry about it, but it's open source. If we can remember to show up, folks, and try to call each other (laughs) weekly, we'll do our best. Don't count on what time because Ben had to call me and remind me that he had a show today. (laughs) We made it, not his time, mine, but we'll get better. All right. right. We'll figure it out. All right, talk to talk to y'all uh, next week. I hope, okay. Probably more in between. Talk to you later. Real pleasure. All right. Take care, bye. <laughs>
Blue 